this point, I'm going to ask Tom uh, to come. He's going to speak to us um, through the Bible. Tom, over to you. Cool, thank you. Hello, um, everyone. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Tom, like Deb just said. Um, and it is uh, my, my pleasure to be uh, speaking this morning and closing off our series on Holy Spirit. Um, so Nigel kicked us off um, a few weeks ago on Pentecost Sunday, uh, looking at who the Holy Spirit is, what he does in people's lives. And, and it really set the foundation for the weeks that followed. Uh, and if you missed that one, definitely go and catch up, highgrove.church forward slash talks. You can find all of the, the talks from this uh, series and previous ones as well. Um, then we had Ed followed that up on Global Partners Sunday, um, looking at um, how the Holy Spirit empowers and encourages us to go out, to, to be missional, to be sharing Jesus' love with people around us. Uh, Dave Mitchell spoke last week about uh, the gift of the Spirit of prophecy, and we had a really amazing time uh, sharing messages that we, that we felt were from the Holy Spirit, his divinely inspired messages. And so this week I am rounding off and we're looking at the topic of healing. Now, the dictionary says that healing is uh, the process of getting better again. Nice, easy one to understand, getting better again. Uh, and actually, God has given everyone that ability naturally to some extent. You know, if you get a cut, then it will scab over. And you know, a couple of weeks later, it's as though you didn't have a cut. There is natural healing that we, we have built into our bodies. And actually, I would, I would include the medical profession in, in natural healing. You know, the medical profession is definitely inspired by God. And, and, and he uses doctors, nurses, researchers, so many people who are involved in that profession to bring healing to people. But a lot of the time, it's using things from nature and, and science that, that can help the body to heal. And... I mean, just thinking about how many things over the last couple of hundred years that, that medicine has found a cure or is able to heal, it's incredible. It's amazing. But I'm not going to look at that. I'm not a, I'm not a medical professional. Uh, I've got very little experience with that. Um, today, we're going to be looking at supernatural healing. Now, in my opinion, that is actually a bit of a spectrum. So uh, at, the, the sort of, um, at one end of the spectrum, you've got um, where you've got a natural healing process, but God speeds that up. So maybe you've got a broken arm and, um, and somebody prays for healing and it, happened, and it gets healed in three weeks rather than six weeks, something like that. That kind of thing would be a supernatural healing, but, but it's kind of a bit of a mixture between supernatural and natural. And then all the way at the other end of the spectrum, you've got the completely miraculous, the, the inoperable tumor, the person who's been in a wheelchair their whole life suddenly standing up. That is supernatural healing. God is breaking into that situation and making them get better. And, and so I, I actually want to cover three questions uh, this morning about supernatural healing. So we're going to talk about why does God heal? Why, why is God interested? Why should we be interested in healing? Secondly, and, and probably the more fundamental one, actually, does God heal today? And I'm going to be relying on you guys to answer that one. Um, so, yeah, heads up for that one. Uh, and then finally, we'll be looking at how 
God heals? And I, I don't have the answer to you know, the, the actual process of God, how God heals. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, what we're going to do is look at how can we pray for healing? Um, how can we sort of engage with that? How can we be more confident in that? Um, and then we're going to give it a go. We're going to be praying for healing this morning. Uh, but first, let's look at why does God heal? And I actually wrestled about this for quite a long time. I was thinking, you know, do I talk about the, the kingdom of God and this, this idea of his rule and his reign and, and the fact that in, in the Garden of Eden, God was in charge. And in Revelation, we see God in charge, but we live in these times where, where God is, is breaking through, but, but there's all sorts of other things going on. But actually, I just felt God saying that um, why God heals? He heals because he loves us. He heals because that is who he is. He's a God who, who is loving, who, who wants to bring wholeness and, um, and fullness to our lives. He wants us to thrive and not to be suffering the whole time. That is just who, who God is. He wants us to live life in all of its fullness. We are designed uh, to, you know, to live full lives. In Eden, you see that. You see Adam and Eve having this perfect life. Um, and then it was through our decision to, to go our own way that pain came into the world. But God doesn't give up on us. His, the whole story of the Bible is God calling people back to him. And, and so God heals because he loves us. And actually, he wants people to be drawn closer to him by healing. Um, there are a couple of, of ways that, that we actually see that in the Bible. Um, and I was listening to a talk yesterday uh, by Mike Pilavachi where he, he talks about lots of different types of healing. You've got spiritual healing. And actually, that's the, the most important one where we've gone our own way. We need forgiveness of us, uh, for our souls. That is the healing that absolutely everyone needs. There's physical healing. There's emotional and mental healing. Um, and all of those kind of are, are interlinked. Um, and so, yeah, in, in the Bible with healings, we see that sometimes God uses a physical healing to draw people to have faith in him, to, to sort of have that spiritual encounter and to return to him. But in other places, we see that actually people already have faith in Jesus, and then he heals them. There's sort of that, that interlinking between the different types of healing and bringing people ultimately back into a loving relationship with God. Um, and so we're going to look at two of those stories now. Um, so we'll start off with this one. It, it's, um, it's in 2 Kings 5. It's the story of Naaman. Now, Naaman is um, he's a warrior. He is, he's called a valiant warrior, and he's the commander of the army of Aram. Now, Aram is this, uh, this nation that's near Israel, is next to Israel, and actually they are enemies. So this is an enemy commander of the people of Israel that we have a little story about. It's great. Um, so he's valiant warrior, but he has leprosy, this skin condition. Um, now, a bit of context, he has a slave girl that he abducted from Israel. It, it's a very random, you know, sometimes these stories in the Bible, you just see actually that's the, the hand of God working in that. So he's abducted this, this girl from Israel, unnamed girl, um, and she's now the, the servant for their household. Um, and she tells Naaman about a prophet in Israel who can heal him. Now, just, just to sort of big up this, this unnamed servant girl, that she had every reason to hate Naaman. He deducted her. He trafficked her away from her home and her family. But she doesn't. 
she knows that God of Israel can heal. And so she tells him about um, Elisha, this, this prophet. So Naaman goes to Elisha, and uh, Elisha tells him, go and wash in the, the Jordan River, uh, the River Jordan, seven times, and you'll be healed. And, and now Naaman flips off about this. Like, he, he's so angry because, firstly, Elisha doesn't actually meet him. He sends a messenger. So Elisha has sort of, um, I don't know, disrespected, maybe. That's how Naaman felt. But also, he tells him to wash in the river of a nation that's his enemy, that's, that in his eyes is probably inferior to Aram. Thankfully, Naaman has some sensible servants who convince him, go and, go and try it anyway. So Naaman goes, he washes in the river, and he is healed. And now we're going to read what he says when he comes back to Elisha. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God, that's Elisha. He stood before him and said, now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel your servant will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other God but the Lord. So this is a guy who has absolutely no faith in the God of Israel. God heals him, and then he has only faith in the God of Israel. God uses the healing to draw Naaman, this enemy commander, to himself. The other way around that we see uh, God healing sometimes in the Bible, though, uh, is that people already have faith. They're already believers, um, and we see that a lot with Jesus, that people already have faith in him, and then he heals them. Um, and so, actually, we heard earlier, um, I think Janet was mentioning that, that woman who, who reaches out and touches Jesus' cloak. This, is, this woman has been bleeding for 12 years She's, she's completely marginalized by the community because of that. She's gone to every doctor that there is, and they've got nothing to help her. She's desperate, and she believes that Jesus can heal her. And so she, she sort of um, wrestles through the crowd and just touches the, the hem of his cloak, and she's healed. And Jesus, when he, um, when he realizes, uh, he, he looks around, and eventually this woman steps forward um, and, and admits what she's done. And Jesus says these wonderful words in Luke 8. He says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Jesus shows such love and acceptance to this, to this woman. And this woman believed in Jesus and touches his cloak. And she, as a result of her faith, is healed. So ultimately, why does God heal? Well, he loves us. And he wants to show that love to us. He wants to draw people by healing them and giving them a full life. So, that's, that's uh, why does God heal? But you, we've talked a lot about the Bible and, and there are lots of biblical accounts of healing. But does God heal today in 21st century England? Well, I'm going to need your help. Um, I'm going to do a poll. Um, so I'm doing that because um, I want people online to engage if they're watching. Um, so if you've got a smartphone, grab it. Um, you're going to need it. Um, open up a browser or the camera. Um, if we could go on to the next slide, please. Um, so if you go to sli.do, slido, slash healing, or if you get your, your camera out, hopefully you can scan that QR code. If you're at home, open up a new, new browser tab and go to that. Uh, go to the poll on that, um, and, and we will 
get asking some questions. Now, if you're here today and you don't have a, a smartphone or you don't have the internet, um, do look around and, and if someone else is, is uh, using it, then why not sidle over to them and, and uh, ask them, oh, can I, can I add to the poll as well, please? So, uh, yeah, if you, if you head to that, um, and the first question, if you click on polls, the first question should be up there. And that's, do you believe that God supernaturally heals people today? That's the, the kind of fundamental one. Do you believe that God heals people today? I'll just give you a few moments to, to answer that. Got 16, 16 votes already. That's great. There is a, a maybe option in case you, you're not entirely sure. Amazing. Okay, so we're on a 95% saying yes at the moment. Fantastic. And the 5% that said not sure whether you're here or online... Hopefully, uh, what's going to happen this morning and what we'll hear will convince you um, that God does heal today. So we're going to move on to the next question. That hopefully should, should be live now. Um, have you ever prayed for supernatural healing for someone else? And I'd like to get an idea of when that was. Was it within the last year, if you have? Or you know, maybe you did it a long time ago? Or maybe no. <laughs> Just allows a bit more anonymity if, if people don't want to shout out. So we've got already quite a mix of results. Uh, over half of people, over half of you have prayed for healing within the last year. That's amazing. Um, a third of you have, have prayed, but it was longer ago. And a few of you have never prayed for healing. Well, again, this morning... Hopefully, we're going to change that. We're going to take an opportunity to pray after this and praying for healing. Um, amazing. And now, this is the, this is the one that I, I really need you to say yes for. Have you ever been healed supernaturally or seen somebody else be healed supernaturally? Have you been healed or have you witnessed someone else being healed? That's live now. Oh, is it? Amazing. A lot of people have been healed. This is fantastic. That makes the next part of this talk much easier. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it there. Um, thanks, everyone, for engaging, whether you're here or at home. Um, that's fantastic. Now, um, yeah, so th those people who maybe are unsure about the results, we've got 81% of people have been healed or, or have seen somebody be, been healed. So four out of every five of you have seen a healing. That's incredible. Um, thank you, God. Um, and I want to hear some of those stories now. So you know, it, it was nice and anonymous that, that you said yes, but I'd like some of you maybe to be brave now and put your hands up and just share that story. Keep Try and keep it short. Um, but yeah, we want, just want to hear a few stories so that we can prove that actually God does heal supernaturally today. So thanks, Deb. Anyone going to be braver and stick your hand up and, and share your story? What, what have you seen? 
Yeah, at the back. He's wearing. Thank you. Hello, uh, my name is Dorothy. Um, so I, sorry, I'll try and cut it short. So um, in 2020, um, I had my baby girl and um, she was delivered with an emergency section. I had severe preeclampsia. And during that process, I, I had um, postnatal hemorrhage. And um, within that process, I also had um, um, a rare pregnancy complication called Yap syndrome. So um, within those minutes, I went straight into a coma, and, um, and then I was sent to intensive care. So I was in the coma for 19 days. Never had a chance to see the baby. Um, <laughs> sorry, meant to keep it short. Um, And then the hospital was working extremely hard. Um, both my parents are deceased in Africa. My sisters were on their knees praying for my survival. And then 19 days later, I woke up and um, I, could bear, I couldn't walk, I couldn't talk, I couldn't see, lost my sight. Um, and the hospital say that when I went, fell into a coma, because I had the hemorrhage and my blood pressure was going up and down really hard, um, I had water went into the back of my eyes. <clears throat> so there was no cure for my eyes. Um, but they were just relying on the water from the back of my eyes to drain by itself. And I was given a period of two to three years to have that water drained. But three months later, my vision came back, and I am here walking and talking and praising the Lord. So, thank you, God. That's uh, yeah, a wonderful testimony. Thank you, Dorothy. Um, anyone else? Maybe just someone else want to share share a story of healing? Yeah, Sean. So going back quite a long time for this one, but in the um, mid-70s or so, my mum was really poorly and ended up being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and was going downhill quite dramatically for quite some time. Told not to have children, but I was born anyway, yay, that's a whole other story. Um, and during this time, she was in a wheelchair, the MS was getting really bad. Uh, we were in Nigeria at the time and... One of the ladies in her home group was praying for her, and she just said, Julia, I think you're healed. And my mum was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, really, like, I don't know what to make of this, but actually, over time, the next time she normally has a relapse, she didn't have a relapse, and she gradually got better. So if you don't know anything about MS, you don't get better. You plateaued, go down plateau. And um, it was amazing. So she then, when she came back to the UK to see the MS specialist, he looked at her and said, there's no sign of MS. That's amazing. You'd never seen anything before. And he said, you're just a really lucky woman. And uh, she, she did say, actually, it was God. And she went, yeah, OK. So I'm just really grateful because she almost certainly still wouldn't be with us now. And she's completely fine and healthy in her late 70s. That's, yeah, fantastic. Thank you um, for sharing those stories. Um, no, no, time and time. And 
share? Sure. <laughs> so, um, uh, sorry. Can't, can't say no to the church I'm leader, can you? <laughs> I, so I, um, a couple of years back, just before lockdown, I had, um, uh, I've got a bit of a bad shoulder and it got so bad that the, the nerve in it had got irritated and it just, it was inflamed and it would not calm down. I was, I had physio for over a year and it would not, um, I, I couldn't do the exercise because every time I did the exercise, it just aggravated the nerves. I was sort of having tablets just to, to try and sort of, um, calm down. But if, when I didn't take the tablets, it didn't, you know, it, it, it wasn't working. And, um, I was prayed for, um, I sort of had a significant time of prayer and um, after that, um, the the pain had gone completely. The the nerve had calmed down. And I've never had that that same nerve pain again. My shoulder isn't sort of perfect, but that nerve pain that was it was debilitating. Um, and it went. So yeah. Cool. Thank you. Um, so I think based on those stories, like it's it's difficult to say that God doesn't heal today. Don't you think? Um, but it would be. It would be a bit, um, I don't know, a bit wrong for me to do a talk and, and say that God heals every time. That's unfortunately not the case, and, and I don't have an easy answer as to why that happens. Um, I, in fact, I would I'd recommend this book, God Unmute. Um, if you haven't read it, um, Pete Gregg, founder of 24-7 Prayer, um, talks about, you know, actually sometimes why, why prayer doesn't seem to, to work. Um, but there is opposition that there's so many reasons why praying for healing might not work. But John Wimber um, says this wonderful quote. Uh, he said that uh, whenever we prayed for no one, no one was healed. Now we pray for lots of people, some people are healed. So, you know, you get no, no healings from no prayers, but you might get one healing from 10 prayers. That's one more person who's been healed. Um, and hopefully um, it's much more than that uh, ratio. <laughs> um, and actually, sometimes just offering to pray for people can give them hope. It shows them the God who can do the impossible. It shows them of uh, a, a time that is coming where God will wipe away the tears from our eyes and sickness and suffering will be behind us. And um, Father Raniero Cantalamessa, he's this, this preacher to the Pope, uh, says that giving a person hope is sometimes the best remedy to illnesses. And if we can offer to pray for healing and give people hope, wow, that, that's fantastic. So uh, we reached the final question. How does God heal today? How can we be praying for people uh, to heal? And I believe that anyone can pray for healing. Uh, Jesus, in some of his last words in, in the Gospel of Mark, says, um, doo -doo -doo, these signs will accompany them, uh, those who believe. Uh, he says uh, lots of other things. And then he says, they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. That, that's not just the disciples he's talking about. That's all of us. So um, how do we pray? Um, one of the stories that the passage I was meant to be talking on this morning uh, is, is Peter and John who pray for someone. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, let, let's just read. I've cut it down a bit. Uh, Peter says, I don't have silver or gold. He's talking to this lame beggar. Um, I don't have silver or gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Now, the two things that I want to draw from that is that they prayed and that they tested it. So when you pray for healing for someone, I try and do those things. Um, 
Firstly, actually, I would ask if someone wants to be prayed for. Now, this morning, hopefully, if, if you say you want healing, that kind of, you're, you're indicating you want to. But, but don't just go up to, to everyone and, and just lay hands on them and pray for them. Ask them first. Be sensible. Um, Put hands on them if it's appropriate, where it's appropriate. Um, you know, if, if they've got pain in their arm, maybe maybe see if you can put your, your hand on their arm. But if it's going to hurt them, don't. Be appropriate about it. Um, yeah. Keeping your eyes open, really important. If, if they start shaking, if they fall over, you don't want to be caught out to have your eyes open and actually see what God is doing. You know, maybe they start shaking and you can see, oh, God is meeting them. Then you can sort of pray into that. Keep it simple. Keep it short. Um, you know, Peter in, in that verse just says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk, get up and walk. Um, don't have really long-winded prayers. We just want to pray that God will heal them, that they will encounter the Holy Spirit. And we pray in Jesus' name. It's not a, a magic word. It's not abracadabra, be healed. It's saying, it's not about me. It's not about me praying for your healing. It's about Jesus. We want Jesus to be glorified, uh, whether they're healed or whether they're not. Um, and then the testing, actually ask how they feel. See, it, you know, you've got ankle pain. What if you put weight on it? Does it hurt anymore? And actually sometimes it can help to ask them beforehand, is that pain in your, you know, is that um, headache you've got? Where on the scale of one to 10 is that? And then after you've prayed, where is that now? Has it decreased? Can I keep praying? And that's something that we shouldn't be afraid to do. Keep praying um, after you've, yeah, after you had a, a little chat, maybe, um, don't be afraid to pray again. Jesus prays for the same guy twice. You think Jesus heals like that the whole time, but no. There's an example in the Bible where he has to, heal, uh, he has to pray a couple of times for healing before that happens. Um, yeah, maybe don't spend the rest of the day praying for them. It might be a, a bit much. They might get hungry, might need the toilet, um, but don't be afraid to give it a second chance. Um, Sorry, I had to whiz through those last bits, but hopefully um, th that slide it has some practical wisdom. But we're going to pray now for healing. Um, so, Deb, do you want to come on up and we'll figure out how to do this? Uh <laughs>